0: So today, friends, I want to briefly talk about two very familiar phrases that probably every single one of us in this church knows. We've either said it or we've had it spoken over us. And these challenges, these kind of phrases, they hold real choices and they hold challenges too about how we respond as God's Christians. So here's the first phrase and pop up your hand if you've ever said this or if you've ever had it spoken over you. And the first phrase is stick your neck out. Has anybody had that said to them, or has anybody heard it, stick your neck out? Well, I like Not many of you, I'm quite surprised, this preacher's going to bomb otherwise. <laughs> so, stick your neck out is the first phrase, but the next phrase is, and I know that this is a particular dialect for us in Derbyshire, we say this often, and it relates, and it's the opposite, and it is, wind your neck in. Oh, well, that's a few of us, the northerners in the house, wind your neck in. You know, so we know that the phrase stick your neck out, it's kind of there to encourage us to extend our reach to other people. It's there to prompt us to take a risk, to go out of our way, to say something, to do something where we're sticking our neck out, putting our neck on the line. And then in the opposite, we have this phrase, wind your neck in. And that's maybe used for somebody who's angry or they're arguing or they're being unhelpful or unkind. And you say this phrase to someone, wind your neck in, like dial it in, a little bit, take a pause. And so we've got these kind of like two phrases here. But I want to say to you that over the life of every single one of us who are followers and people that are on a journey to getting to know God more, there are times, friends, where God asks us to stick our neck out. But equally, there are times where God tells us to wind our neck in as well. And I want to speak around these two phrases today. You know, a couple of years ago, when I was leading my church in Scotland, I decided to illustrate this point by dressing up as a turtle. Now, yes, I know. In a moment, I'm actually going to show you the picture of me dressed up as a turtle. That is if you want to see it. Do you want to see it? Okay, well, hang hang fire, hang fire, because... Brian already saw this picture and he laughed quite loud okay so but I want to tell you a true story about how it actually came about because I was thinking yeah as Christians we need to stick our neck out we need to put our neck on the line sometimes for causes situations injustices of this world and I was thinking equally but sometimes you know we get aggravated we get annoyed we say stuff we react we respond we do stuff that we shouldn't as Christians and we need to wind our neck in so I thought well I'm a visual person, let's dress as a turtle. So we were on a bit of a budget for my church and so I was looking for a costume for as little money as possible. So I started to scour the internet and I remember, does anyone remember, those of you that have got kids or your grandchildren, you've got grandparents, that there used to be a sand castle dome that was green and it looked like a turtle shell. Does anyone know what I mean? Yeah? So I started scouring the internet. I was looking on eBay for it. I was trying to find the lowest price possible. And on Facebook marketplace, it said it's 20 quid. Now that was 20 quid too much. So one day I was driving, funny enough, in Derbyshire on my way to see my parents. And I actually made it a matter of prayer, as ridiculous as this sounds. I said, Lord, I need a green plastic turtle Shell, it would be great if you could send me this. I kid you not, no word of a lie. Five minutes later, a green plastic turtle shell flew across the front of my car. I legs it, I got it, I put it in, and friends, this is the results. This is the turtle shell. I mean, how good is that? <laughs> I got put on the spot when I came into church like that. By the way, it was a context of all age, and we had these big holiday clubs for hundreds of kids as well. And one of my pastors in the church said, and what's your name? And it put me on the spot so much that I just said Tanya. So that's it, Tanya the tortoise. But friends, I wonder if you can ever kind of identify being a little bit like a turtle. Times where we just want to keep our neck in. Times where we don't want to say anything, do anything, cause any disruption. We just lay it low and hide. I wonder if there's also other times where we know we're meant to stick our neck out. Where we know we're meant to be like Joe or like James and Ruth or Caroline and Ellie and many others who we've blessed and valued today. Where we should be sticking our neck out. We should be saying, yes God, we should do those things. You know, there's this guy called James Byron Conant, and he says, Behold the turtle who makes progress only when they stick their neck out. I wonder if it reminds us about the courage and the commitment that every single one of us needs as Christ followers to consistently look for those moments. Because the truth is, being a disciple... Being a follower of Christ, it requires times of real courage and it requires times of real commitment to stick out our neck, to put our neck on the line for a cause, for a situation, for a circumstance that we know that God would want us to do something about. It's about being able to speak rather than be silenced. It's about being able to act rather than avoid it's about being able to respond rather than to regress and you know we don't have time today to look through all of the biblical examples that show this important principle of sticking our neck out today but let me offer you a few you know Jonathan in the old testament consistently stuck his neck out for his king David Ruth stuck her neck out for Naomi, even though she was experiencing her own pain and her own grief. Daniel stood against the politics and the power of those days and unapologetically prayed, even though that saw him go into the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said yes, and they refused to bow to the foreign gods of that time. And as a result... Not one hair was damaged on their head when they were thrown into that furnace. You know, Mary, who said yes to carrying Jesus, our Saviour, risking her reputation and everything to date. The widow who gave her last might to honour God with all that she had. The four men who carried their friend to Jesus who had no idea if that would turn out to be a success or not. The woman who bled for 12 years, who was marginalised by society but took a risk and stuck her neck out just to take one moment to reach the cloak of Jesus and then found herself instantly healed. The young boy who all he had was just a couple of loaves and some fishes yet then he found himself on the edge of the story of a miracle stories and stories and people and people and time and time again there's a biblical track record of people that stuck their neck out for God and here in this room there is too but there is more to do friends there are injustices There are choices and there are challenges that are faced with every single one of us. And yes, it's easy to retreat. And hear me right, sometimes it's wise and it's proper to retreat. And we'll come on to that in a moment when we talk about winding your neck in. But I get this sense as we look at this list that God is calling us to bravely cooperate with what it looks like to be a people that stick our neck out. What are you passionate for? What are the things that you see around this world, maybe in your spheres of influence, maybe in your workplaces, in your family and your friends, that God is asking you just to extend your reach, put your neck out a little bit further. And even in the vulnerability and the risk of that moment, of being there for someone or standing up for something, God would say he would want to use you today. You know, how does God build his people? He builds his people with passions and causes. And then he gives us the confidence to stick out our neck, to be able to get over our fears, get over our own prejudices and make a difference. And you know, the wonderful thing about this is it's freeing. It's so freeing, and it's releasing to know that every single one of us can start somewhere. You know, there's this quote from this guy, Zig Ziglar, and he says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And you know, there are starting lines. We're on the blocks, every single one of us, with fear, with reservations, with insecurities, with doubts about ourselves. but all that God is gently saying today is start somewhere. Start with what you have in your toolbox. Start with what you have in your characteristics and in your resources and stick your neck out. Let's be God's people. Let's be God's church that continue to go on this journey of challenge and change, of sticking our neck out, whatever that looks like. But... And here's the challenge. We need to do this well. When we stick our necks out, when we say something, when we act out something, when we respond to something, there is a choice to do these things with wisdom, aren't there? You see, there are right and healthy ways to stick our neck out, but equally they are wrong and unhealthy ways as well. That's why there are moments to wind our neck in. And I consistently had it, being told to me when I was younger, wind your neck in. I just literally hear my dad's voice right now going, wind your neck in, Amy. (laughs) Aren't there moments? And isn't it true to say that every single one of us in this room has probably responded, has probably reacted negatively to someone or something? And we know, don't we, as God's people, So controlling our responses and controlling our reactions is key to the Christian faith. God calls us to love well. God calls us to respond well. God calls us to be quick to hear, to be slow to speak, and slow to anger, as James 1 instructs us. You know, in the new term after summer, we're going to be exploring this a little bit more in churches at home. And we're going to be going through some of the biblical one another's, these key phrases that talk about what it looks like to respond, love, listen, act well to each other. Because the truth is, how we respond to one another and how we react to one another is key to us demonstrating our faith. After all, you know, Jesus said himself, didn't he, that the most important commands was to love the Lord our God and then to love our neighbours as well. It's a huge choice there, isn't it? And it's a huge challenge to love one another, to befriend one another, to serve one another. Here are just a few of these one another's, to forgive one another, to bear with one another well. All of us in this room, we can easily hurt All of us in this room, we can easily misunderstand and we can easily emotionally react rather than intentionally respond to each other. And winding our neck in is this key discipline that God and Jesus would want us to develop as his people. You know, Jesus, he had to constantly tell his disciples to wind his neck in their opinions, their judgments, their biases, their blind sides, their prejudices, their religious thinking. It consistently probably got under Jesus' skin. He probably face-palmed. There are so many moments where we need the correction of Jesus. And it doesn't just come by the choice of recognizing where we need to stick our neck out. It also comes by the choice to actually learn and surrender to God and be told when to wind our neck in as well you know, all the way through these moments where Jesus consistently challenged his disciples and Jesus consistently challenged the religious structures of the days. There are many examples that we can pick out, but there's this moment in Luke where a bunch of Jesus, Jesus' disciples, they're like publicly arguing and they're having a little bit of a kind of rant at each other. And they're arguing about who is the greatest. And this big dispute breaks out and Jesus sits with his followers and he states, there is a better, away and he turns round to the 12 disciples and he says this anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all he's telling them why do you neck him There's another time in Luke where Jesus is sitting and he's eating with Levi and his friends. But there's these Pharisees and these teachers of the law and they're complaining. And they turn around to Jesus and they say, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answers them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it is the sick. You know, Jesus is again saying, Wind your neck in. He's rightfully challenging this shallow thinking, he's rightfully challenging these shallow actions that we see all around us. And the Bible goes on to say, and again, page after page and verse by verse, how it is that we can respond better as God's people. How it is that with wisdom, we know when to stick our neck out, and we know when to wind our neck in. And Ecclesiastes 7, verse 9 says, Keep your temper under control. It's foolish to harbor a grudge. Ephesians verse 4 to 31 says, get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting or insults, no more hateful feelings of any sort. Philippians 2, verse 14 goes on to say, Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Ephesians 4, verse Verse 29 says, don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful and when it is needed for the building up of community so that it benefits those what to say. And finally, Romans 12 verse 21 says, don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. Which really takes us full circle back, doesn't it? To being those people that stick a neck up. So as I close today on these very brief two points, we're going to open it up for a tiny moment of discussion. So brace yourself for those who hate this kind of stuff. Because it's important to account, isn't it? And sometimes it takes the bravery of turning to someone next to us and saying, this is where I think I should be sticking my neck out more as a Christian. This situation is where I think I should be sticking my neck out more for this person or this situation. But then it's really, really brave to then say to that person too, in the opposite, this is where I need to wind my neck in. This is a habit. This is an attitude. This is a behavior that isn't glorifying God or doing me any good. And can I just tell you as my friend, so that actually we can do this journey together? So in a moment, and as I invite the worship band just to come up and join us, we're going to do that. We're just going to have a moment of confession to each other. If it turns into a prayer moment and you guys feel comfortable with that, great. Don't worry if this is not your bag. Just look down at the floor and count to 10 and pray it'll be over really, really quickly. But it's important, friends, we're doing what we're, we're practising what we're preaching. We're sticking our neck out. We're giving this a go. We're saying we're going to extend ourselves on behalf of God and others, his people and his causes. And we're committed to be a church that react and respond and preference and love one another as much as we can by winding our neck in. So band, if you'd like to come and join us, because what we're going to do is we're just going to help aid this by starting to get into a place of worship and starting to get into a place of the presence of God before we turn to the person next to us and share. But before we do that, let me just pray for us. So God, we want to thank you for the challenge of these two phrases, Lord God. I know for me, there are definitely courageous things that you're asking me to do, which I have not yet done. I pray for myself and I pray for every single one of us that you would continue to help us, God, to be courageous enough to make choices, Lord God, to stick our neck out, to extend our reach, to put our neck on the line on behalf of you and on behalf of others and equally Lord in the opposite I am aware and I am so conscious that there are behaviors and prejudices and actions and attitudes in me that do not give you glory and do not give you praise and I ask Father that you would humble me that you would help me to know the wisdom of when to wind my neck in that you would help me to know the wisdom of when to go low and be humble for all of this every single one of us in the room have similar challenges God and I pray as we open this up to discussion just for a few minutes right now that Holy Spirit you'd give courage you'd give honesty you'd share your truth in love and you would just gently prompt change so that we can continue to be your people that stick our neck out for you and wind our neck in well